0: Praise in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Good morning, Lake Church. Morning. This is absolutely a momentous occasion.
1: Yes.
0: Yes. Um, it is an occasion that uh, we will remember uh, greatly, and we will remember this day. Amen. You know, the Lord began to remind me of... Uh, something, uh, some things in the Old Testament, you know, just as Trevor brought out about the stones and that it was a memorial unto the Lord, I uh, was reminded and have been reminded all week as I began to prepare for this time together of the dedication of the temple under Solomon. And uh, in the, uh, you know, we don't live in the Old Testament, you know, uh, God doesn't dwell in this building but he dwells in this building. Amen. So we understand that. We understand that, uh, you know, we're not bringing the ark in. We are the ark. And uh, as we come in, God fills his place, fills his body. And uh, so these have significance in regards to the fact that we're the fulfillment of what Solomon saw and what the people of Israel saw on that day. I'm going to start with verse 11 of Second Chronicles chapter 5. Second Chronicles chapter 5. And it says, And when the priests came out of the holy place, for all the priests who were present had consecrated themselves. Now notice it says, Without regard to their divisions. Now understand that. That's a word to us is, you know, many times when we have multiple services, as we've had for 15 years, there was a time for almost five years we had three. Um, it began to create divisions, not, not bad divisions. It's just divisions. It's just we weren't seated together. We weren't together. And, of course, we're together today, and we'll continue to be together. And uh, we're bringing in some more seats. Amen. And uh, we want to be here because the Lord wants to do something. He wants to do something collectively uh, that in his mind and in his will um, cannot be done in the two-service format. So I think time is short. And I think the Lord wants to do some things in a very timely and quick manner. Remember he said, I'll quick work, a quick work will I do in the earth? So we need to be ready to be fast, fluid and flexible and realize that a quick work is going to happen and uh, that we're on the cusp of something very different. And I can say by the word of the Lord that I strongly believe that this is preparation for the end time harvest. I believe that very strongly. The days are going to change, Yes, we have changed here, but we have changed in regards to the timing of God. I'm saying this by the spirit of the Lord. We have changed in regards to the timing of the Lord and the timing on his timetable in which he will soon break the seals on the scroll, amen, and br- and take back planet earth. But first, before he takes back the rent house that was given over and subletted to the devil. Praise God, those seals, those seven seals, they represent him taking back the earth. He's going to take the precious fruit of the earth first. He's going to take the harvest first. He's going to take the people of God first. There's a whole lot of people that need to be born again, that need to be saved, that need to hear the message of the cross. And it's time for us to take our place, amen. And so they were without regard to their divisions, and all the Levitical singers, Asaph, Heman, and Jeduthun, their sons and kinsmen, arrayed in fine linen with cymbals, harps, and lyres, stood east of the altar with 120 priests who were trumpeters. And it was the duty of the trumpeters and singers to make themselves heard in unison. Now notice that, in unison, amen? Praise the Lord. It's good when, our, when we speak with one voice and we sing with one voice, amen? The enemy's not so concerned about your individual praise. I mean, he can definitely stifle that and bring some impedance to that. But he fears corporate praise. He fears the people of God corporately and in unison, he hates unity. He despises unity and he'll do anything he possibly can to cause divisions and cause disunity. And he has been doing that since the fall of man and before. Amen. And so it's important for us, and this is the season that we're in, it's important for us as the people of God to unify and be in unison and to sing in unison and to worship in unison and to pray in unison and to prophesy in unison, to be of the same mind and the same spirit that's where God desires us and wants us to be. And so they, they were heard in unison in praise and thanksgiving. Praise God our thanksgiving should be unified. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We may thank God for different things, but it's all one big thanks unto God. Amen? Hallelujah. And so they did that with thanksgiving uh, to the Lord. And when the song was raised with trumpets and cymbals, You see, God's a loud God. God likes noise. And I'll tell you why when we get into our communion, because I believe that we just need to dedicate this time and, and, and seal this as a family with the communion table here this morning. But understand this, God likes the shout. God likes noise. God, listen, there's nothing more irritating than a symbol. (laughs) Hello. I'm telling you, a symbol, it can ruin your day. If you're not in the right spirit, I mean, it'll ruin your day. No one wants to wake up in their bed with someone taking a symbol and putting it close to their ears. But yet God loves the clanging of the symbol. He loves the crash of the symbol And the reason why he likes noise, the reason why he like, oh, come on, get a hold of it. The reason why he likes loud noises from the people of God, because it sets the enemy on notice that we are the people with the joyful shout. And just as Balaam said to the king, he said, there's a king in their midst and noise shows us that there is a triumphant king in our midst. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. He likes noise. Well, I don't like noise. Well, you know, God, there's quiet times. He says, be still and know that I'm God. There's times for quiet. But when it comes to spiritual warfare, my friends, which is we're in, I don't know if you realize this, but we're, we're not just neck deep, we're in over our head in it. We got witches and warlocks and
1: that
0: are politicians. Hello? We've got the World Economic Council. Yeah. We've got all this stuff. Guess what? They're looking at you. Yeah. you better be ready. Yeah. Said so you better be ready to answer the call. Yeah. Amen. Amen. The enemy has tried to fetter you with economic strain. He's tried to hinder you in your physical body. He's he's tried to divide families and relationships and he's worked to do this. And what we need to understand is, is the family and the businessman and the church member that can shout unto God with a voice of triumph is the one that is going to win. Amen. Amen. I tell you what, there are people in here that were going to be divorced. And the Lord stepped in. And gave them a shout, gave them a shout in the midst of their pain. There are people that their businesses were going to shut down, that COVID would like to shut them down and praise God in the midst of their pain. God gave them a shout. When we shout in unity, this is by the word of the Lord. when we shout in unity, and when we make a joyful noise to, the, to God, it's like waking up the devil with a crashing cymbal. Amen. He absolutely hates it. Hallelujah. Amen? When he's given you the best shot that he can give you, when he knocked you out and took the breath out of your lungs, when it looked like there was absolutely no hope and you were about to go into Sheol. I'm here to tell you, David knew what he was talking about. How many Psalms have you heard him say? I almost went down to Sheol. That's pretty bad times. I said, that's pretty bad times. Have I been there? Yeah, I've been there. But in the hospital bed, the Lord gave me a shout. Praise God. And it was a clashing symbol to the enemy. Hallelujah. Praise God, hallelujah. This is way better than Amen? And when the song was raised with trumpets and cymbals and other musical instruments, in praise to the Lord, this is what they said, and they said, "I'm going to have this on my tombstone if I don't go in the rapture, which I believe I may go to the rapture. How about you? For the Lord is good. Hello. For the Lord is good. Praise God. For the Lord is good. And his mercy endures forever. Amen. For the Lord is good. Come on now. For the Lord is good. And his mercy endures forever. I said, the Lord is good. And his mercy endures forever. Amen. You know, when they marched around Jericho, you know, they were about to ready to take enemy territory. Jericho was the starting point of the promised land. In fact, it was basically the, the power that, Held everything together in that promised land. It needed to be destroyed. See, what you don't understand is they used to pack the bones and the blood and the carcasses of babies that were uh, burned to Melech. They would pack them in the walls. That's historical. Look it up. They'd pack it in the walls because they believed that that caused that fortification to be absolutely impenetrable. They believed that the gods that they served, the gods of the wicked one, would protect them if they would fortify it with blood and fortify it with innocent blood. But I'm here to tell you. You would think that as angry as God would be at the the death of innocent life and uh, these Nephilim characters that are roaming his promised land for his people, You think he would have some kind of trash talk for them, you know, he would say something, you know, that just would really be cutting and edgy and mean, but he didn't give that to the children of Israel. He gave them for the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. I'm I'm here to tell you, my friends, the devil hates that phrase more than anything because his whole purpose in this life is to make you believe that the Lord is not good and that his mercy does not endure forever. Are you hearing me here today? He wants you to believe that God took your your loved one and put cancer on you and caused problems for you to teach you lessons. He wants you to do it. All the while, he's doing it to you and he's making it look like it's God. But I'm telling you, it's time for the people of God to unify in their stance and stand over the walls of Jericho in their personal life and say, The Lord is good and His mercy endures forever. Hallelujah! Yeah. That is the trash talk that we need to be speaking. I'm telling you, it doesn't work for you to call Him Slewfoot, it doesn't bother Him one bit doesn't bother him one bit. If you had one young man back, I used to disciple. He said, man, I got so mad. I just cussed the devil out. Well, he, he likes that kind of cussing. He doesn't, it doesn't bother him at all. But when you put the word on him, when he hits you the hardest he can right in your gut, right in your jaw, when your jaw feels like it's glass and he just gave you a good pop and you get up and you say, for the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever, you have neutralized the enemy. You have paralyzed his ability to harm you and to hurt you. I'm not saying you're not gonna go through test and trial. I'm not gonna say that you're not gonna have pain in your life. But God is not our problem. He is our solution. Amen. Amen. We blame God for things that Adam did. This is Adam's problem. And that's the reason why he sent the last Adam. Yes. Yes. To undo everything, the first Adam. But it's only ours if we believe it. Amen. Amen. So they all said in unity, for he is good. His steadfast love endures forever. That's what my translation says. Now, notice this the house. And then it specifies what house? The house of the Lord. The house. The house of the Lord. I said the house. The house of the Lord. The house. The house of the Lord. Well, we know from the New Testament that the house of the Lord is not the temple. The house of the Lord's this temple. Ephesians teaches us that we're living, or Peter says that we're living stones. Each of us are a piece of the corporate temple of God. And it said, when they came together in unison, They began to make loud noises unto God. And they said, for the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. This is the dedication of the temple under Solomon. Notice it says the house, which is you and I, if we're going to take it into the New Testament. And I believe that's what God wants to do here today. It says the house, the house of the Lord was filled with a cloud. Remember what what we just sang? Show us your glory. Do you believe that? Do you want that? Is that something you desire? Show us your glory. Well, the house, the house of the Lord was filled with a cloud so that the priests and everyone, we teach you this and train, you're a priest unto God. You're a king and a priest unto God. It said, so that the priest could not stand to minister. No, they didn't have burnout. I can't stand to minister. That's not what they're saying. That's the way some people interpret it. But their ability to stand, their ability to stand in their places their ability to do their service was impeded by a higher purpose, which is the manifested glory of God manifesting through their praise and unity. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. They could not stand to minister because of the cloud. For the glory of the Lord filled the house of God for the glory of the Lord filled the house of God for the glory of the Lord filled <laughs> the house of God for the glory of the Lord filled the house of God for the glory of the Lord filled the house of God. Hallelujah. Oh, it's not this metal structure. It's not any kind of temple on earth. This is the temple of the living God. And the glory of the Lord filled the house of God. And the glory of the Lord filled the house of God. I said the glory of the Lord filled the house of God I'm going to say it one more time the glory yes. of the Lord filled the house of God the glory of the Lord filled the house of God the glory of the Lord filled yes. the house of God the glory of the Lord filled The house of God. The glory of the Lord filled the house of God. The glory of the Lord filled the house of God. The glory of the Lord filled the house of God. The glory of the Lord filled the house of God. God. The glory of the Lord filled the house of God. The glory of the Lord filled the house of God. The glory of the Lord filled the house of God. The glory of the Lord Lord Fill the house of God, the glory of the Lord. Fill the house of God, the glory, the glory, the glory, the glory of the Lord. Fill the house of God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you Lord. Thank you Jesus. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Glory to your name, Lord. Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Mm. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Mm -hmm. Thank you,
1: Lord.
0: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Nautica, the Lord wants to tell you that you have been prepared for such a time as this, that your entire life, everything you've went through, all the hurt and pain and the tears that you have shed, He has saved them and preserved them and will one day present them to you and wipe them all clean. But he has called you to something, something in this time, in this age. So run your race. Don't be distracted. Don't look to the left. Don't look to the right. Look to him. For he is calling you to a place that is beyond your wildest dream and imagination. There has been an infiltration of things from the enemy that have tried to get you deterred and tried to distract you from what he's called you to do. But God wants you to know that if you weren't important, if you were not a a crucial piece of this end time event, that the enemy wouldn't even bother with you. So don't see it as, woe is me, I'm being attacked but see it as God has something for me. That's why I'm being attacked. And greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. And I just strongly sense that with our young people right now. It's your day. I said, it's your day. It's time for you to seize. It's time for you to rise up. You've been prepared. This house has been prepared. God has prepared us for this time. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. I just sense that so strong. I sense that so strong. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. They're the Joash generation. They're the prophets that were hid in the caves, not hid from, but hid for. I said, not hid from, but hid for. I said, not hid from, but hid for. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. You can be seated for a moment. The Lord wants us to partake of communion together. And it goes right along with what we just talked about. I want to turn your attention to 1 Corinthians chapter 11, a passage that we read multiple times when we take communion. It says, On the same night in which he was betrayed, the Lord took bread. He blessed it, and then he broke it. That's always the pattern, guys. It's always the pattern in our lives. The blessing of the Lord comes and then it's used to break because we can't do what God has called us to do the way we are. So he blesses it and he breaks it. And he says, do this in remembrance of me. For this is my body, which is broken. I love what he says for you. Amen. His body was broken for you, for me. Because he knew no sin. There was no reason for the judgment of God to be placed upon him. He was absolutely perfect in every way. But the Bible says, he that knew no sin became sin. So that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Amen. He says, do this. In remembrance of me, this is my body, which is broken for you. And then after the meal, after they had ate, he lifted up the cup and he says, this is the cup of the New Testament in my blood. Do this as often in remembrance of me, for you show forth the Lord's death until he comes. Notice he did not say, show forth the Lord's resurrection. He said, show forth the Lord's death until he comes. Yes. Now, the, the, the apostles knew exactly what he was talking about. <clears throat> but many times we don't have the insight that they had. He knew what they were, he, they knew what he was talking about. He was talking about the ram of God. Now, we're going to go back to the trumpets and we're going to go back to the sound. We're going to go back to the clanging cymbals because that's what communion does. Communion is the only meal that consumes you, it's the only meal that consumes you because it signifies your place within the body. You put the Lord in remembrance of his death. Why do we put the Lord in remembrance of his death? Because his death was ours. And whenever the high priest or the priest would blow the shofar, how many know what a shofar is? Shofar is a contorted ram's horn that has been hollowed out. Now, what did the Lord supply for Abraham? He provided a ram, did he not? And so that's a type of the Lord Jesus Christ. So whenever, whether it was Jubilee or whether it was Rosh Hashanah or whether it was the day of atonement or whether it was any feast whatsoever or declaration to war, they would always blow through that ram's horn. And the enemy absolutely hates that sound. Because that sound declares the Lord's death. Because his death caused you to be free from the bondage of the enemy. When they blew, when their breath that was given to them by God went through that horn and went through everything that that horn symbolized, It may not speak much to you right here today, but in the spirit, it means big business. It means something is about to change. Something is about to happen. And Jesus takes this ram's horn and he gives us a new way of declaring the victory in Jesus. He says, blesses the bread and breaks it. He said, this is my body, which is broken for you. That means that any time you find yourself broken in your physical body, I've got you covered. Then at the end of it, after, after they had partaken of, of their supper, he lifted up the cup. He said, this is the cup of the New Testament in my blood. He basically saying this, this is the cup of the New Testament in my life because the life is in the blood. The very blood of God was spilled on your behalf. And he said, guess what? Sin, guilt, shame, condemnation are taken care of because of this cup. This cup of the New Testament in my blood. So when we partake today, even though this is not what Jesus necessarily used, these are Econo McDonald like <laughs> drive through communion. We needn't only just remember the fact that Solomon began to dedicate that temple of God. And he got down on his knees and he began to rehearse the mighty acts of the Lord. All the history of the nation. And it says, as the priest came out of the holy place, usually they would be divided into regiments, but now they weren't divided at all. They were all together, mixed in together, just like we are today, both 9 and 11. says they began to blow on those trumpets and they began to shout in unison and they began to sing a song in unison they began to praise God in unison they were blowing the trumpets what they were blowing they were blowing the shofars. they were blowing the ram's horns they didn't have you know come on jazz and you know that stuff like that they were blowing through ram's horns They were declaring the Lord's death until he comes because the enemy, he knew that the death of the chosen one meant deliverance for mankind. And he wants to stop that sound in your home. Hello? Hello? He wants to stop that sound in your home. So he's afflicted and put tribulation on you and pressured you to keep your mouth shut, to not realize that you've got the trump of God wherever you find yourself. If you're in the hospital today and watching, you've got the trump of God. If you're in jail today, you've got the trump of God. If you're in a mental prison today, you've got the trump of God. If you've got symptoms in your body today, you've got the trump of God. If you've got divorce happening in your life, you've still got the trump of God. If your business is failing, you've got the trump of God. The trump of God declares the victory that is in Christ Jesus Hallelujah. Oh, come on now. Let me read this out of Psalm 23. It says, you prepared a table before me. Praise the Lord. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Here's the verse I want us to look at. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Now, where we make a mistake is that we think that the table that he's talking about here is the table you set at this morning to eat your breakfast. We think there's chairs and we think that it's set up, but this is a totally different table. And the the reason why you have to understand this table shows you your position in Christ. They did not sit in chairs. They reclined at table. Hello. They reclined. They almost were laying down. They propped themselves up and they laid down and then they reach over and they get them something to eat and, and, and then they would talk. And it meant, guess what? You had to wash your feet. You had to take care of business. You couldn't do anything in a hurry. You couldn't run through the drive through See, we've got this drive through you know, mentality. This is not that. To sit at the table of the Lord means that you are in total repose. Means that you're totally relaxed. But guess where you're relaxed at, Terry in the midst of your enemies. Hello, in the midst of your enemies, poverty, sickness, spiritual death, staring there looking at you and you're sitting back there like you ain't got a care in the world. You're just sitting over there and they're looking at you, partaking of that table and going, what in the world is he doing? Because we need to understand that even though the enemies want to pick a fight, the way we win the fight is we keep eating at the table. We keep reclining at the table. We keep resting at the table.
1: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father.
0: Hallelujah. Are you with me? That is good. So they're laid out, man. And the enemy's snarling. One translation says, My snarling enemies looking at me, salivating. See, the enemy, he doesn't understand this. In fact, it was Lucifer that said, who is man that you're mindful of him? That That was Lucifer's demand against the Lord. He says, you made him? have authority over the work of your hands? Yes. Yes, he did. See, he, he doesn't like us, doesn't like us at all, because we've got something he doesn't have. <laughs> the broken body and the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now here's what I wanna do a little differently. The band is gonna come up and we're gonna sing that last song, is I want us to partake of it with that in mind. I don't want you to think about being in a hurry and being all jacked up in your mind. Amen? Hallelujah. Michelle, take this with full knowing that you're at the table. You're at the table of the Lord. Amen? You're at the table. And even though those enemies, they look at you, and they say, you know what? You're not going to make, you're not going to get where you want to be. You just stare at them and you just keep on eating. Amen. You just keep on eating, baby. Amen? Yes. Just keep on eating. Amen. Because he anoints your head with oil and your cup runs over. Amen? Amen? I'm telling you what, there's nothing that'll get somebody that has a problem with uh, order for you to keep pouring in a glass and let it flow over. You down with OCD? Well, God isn't. God just keeps pouring. He keeps pouring and, and the enemy's going, it's spilling on the floor. I can't believe this stuff, man. Because our God loves us so much, cares for us so much that he just keeps pouring, pouring, pouring. and It's, it's on the floor. It's on the floor. And, you know, we, we've got such a mentality that we're trying to preserve and, and trying to, you know, save and everything. And he's saying, I've got more than enough to take care of you. I'm just going to keep on pouring. I'm going to keep on pouring. I'm going to keep on pouring. And the enemy hates it. So, if you have a need physically in your body, yes. I want you to do one of two things. I want you to take your little econo communion, and I want you to either stand at your seat or I want you to come down here, whatever the Lord leads. And we're going to do a special just for those that need healing in their bodies. Now we're also going to take up the next one for those that need healing in their mind. Because what does the blood of Jesus do? It cleanses and washes. You see, Jesus had a crown of thorns put on his brow to come against the torment that comes with the pressures of life. Amen? Come on up here, amen? God's got God's got you, God's got you. There's someone that's trying to have a child. Praise the Lord, you need to stand and take communion with us. Now, those of you that don't have sickness in your body, you're doing good, praise the Lord, that's wonderful. Don't take communion yet, all right? Let's focus our energy and our prayer towards these that we see standing around us, and that we see standing up here. Amen? Hallelujah. Now, I'm going to lead you in a special communion, communion that I do for me, because there's been many times I've had to sit at the table and I've had to partake for healing in my body. Symptoms were running rampant. Situations were Dire and the Lord would always bring me to the table. Listen, the first thing is, is you need to take a deep breath and you need to relax. Because even though the enemy may be raging and might be looking you straight in the face and daring you to partake of that, he has no power. Amen. He has absolutely no power over you. Oh, he'll snarl and he'll even, his saliva will drip on the ground. But the cup is still overflowing and the anointing is still upon your forehead. God hasn't changed his mind about you. God loves you. And there's nothing you could do to ever change that. Amen. And as we partake of this bread, remember what he said. He said, this is my body, which is broken for you. Hello, you need to see diabetes within that wafer. You need to see high blood pressure. There's people battling high blood pressure. Amen. There's people battling heart issues in this house. You need to see them put upon Jesus. You know, the Bible says, and this is for especially people with heart issues. The Bible says in the 22nd Psalm, it says that Jesus' heart melted within him like wax. I know what that feels like. I've been there. I felt like I was melting. But I'm here to tell you, Spencer, that melting was so that yours could be rock solid. Amen? Jesus took your curse. Jesus took your pain. Jesus took your heart failure heart disease it's not yours it's not yours Jerry it's not yours so what I do is I just lift this up and I say Father God I thank you thank you that your body took my place on the cross and that you were broken for me, for my body. You took my infirmity and you bore my sickness. I am free. So I bless and I break and I partake of the body of Jesus and I receive new life in my body. Right now, in Jesus, name. in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, by His stripes, I am healed. Glory to God, hallelujah. Just begin to thank Him. Just begin to thank Him. Just begin to thank Him. Thank you, Lord. Restoring that part, restoring that right now in Jesus' name. Numbers are gonna change. Numbers are gonna change. Sugar numbers are going to change. Blood pressure is going to change. It's all going to change. I said, it's all going to change. Then I come to this and I say, you know, on that night after they partook, he took the cup. And he said, this is the cup of the New Testament in my blood. You know what? I couldn't partake of the bread if I didn't have the blood. If I didn't have that blood, I'm telling you what, this is, this is stubborn. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hold that, Daniel. How many late churches does it take to open a? <laughs> I didn't want to spill it. You wrestle with it. But that's symbolic, isn't it? That's symbolic, isn't it? Amen. See, you need the blood to help you with your mind. Because after you partook of that bread, you're going to walk out and that enemy's going to say, nothing happened, nothing happened, nothing changed. It was just some kind of an emotional, you know, but we're not basing this on emotion. We're basing this on the word of God, which is the truth of God. And so I lift the cup and I say, thank you, Jesus. This is your blood. You said, if I eat of your body and I drink your blood, that I'll have life in me. Therefore, I do that knowing that life is generated from my spirit to my body right now. Life, as God has it, flows through my veins. I partake of your divine life in Jesus' name. Partake of it right now. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. The basis of the blood. I said the basis of the blood. Lift your hands and begin to praise him. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 The nobleman's son. Remember the nobleman's son? He said, My my son lies at the point of death. Come to my house, and I know it shall be made whole. And the Lord looked at him and said, Your son, hello, after an exchange, he says, Your son lives. Go your way. Well, right now, here's what you're going to do. You might be at your seat right now, or you may be up here. But as you're going to your seat, Because as he went his way rejoicing, the miracle happened. So go back to your seat right now rejoicing that you've got what the Lord has given to you. Amen? Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Glory to God. To those that struggle with guilt, shame, condemnation, being tormented in their mind. I want you to stand or come up here. Thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You, Thank you. Thank you. Bring your stuff with you bring your stuff with you. Depression's going to flee. Anxiety is going to go. Anxiety's going to hit the door. All the rest of you that did not partake of communion, you can partake of it right now with these ones and i tell you what, there's just been an assault, just a barrage on people's minds in this season. But the answer's always the same. God doesn't change his tools. God doesn't change his weapons. The weapons of his warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Amen? So take that bread out Take that bread out. Just lift it up to the Lord. And say, Jesus, you were broken for me. Jesus, your mind was tormented so that mind could be clear. You took a crown of thorns upon your brow representing anxiety, fear, depression, oppression, and the onslaught of the enemy. So right now, I appropriate your broken body and I bless it and I break it and I partake of it receiving all that I need to be fortified, to be strengthened, to be edified, to be free in Jesus' name. Partake of it right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, begin to thank him. Thank you for clarity right now, right now, right now, right now, now. clarity of thought right now in the name of Jesus, clarity of thought right now in the name of Jesus, hallelujah. That business of mind is leaving people right now, leaving people, condemnation, guilt, shame. It's leaving right now, leaving right now. Some of you are, you're swimming in failure. You believe you failed and it's it's over that you'll never be used again, that God cannot use you, God cannot handle you, God doesn't want anything to do with you. Right now, we break the power right now off of that right now in the name of Jesus. And We lift this cup and we say, Father God, I thank you for your blood, the blood of your Son that cleanses and washes me from all sin all guilt all shame all condemnation all the lies of the enemy this blood washes them all away so I partake of it right now and put in remembrance the death of my Savior proclaiming to the wicked one that I am free, I am free, I am free. I am free from mental torment. I am free from a barrage of depression. I am free, I am free. Say it like you mean it. I am free, hallelujah, partake of that blood right now. Come on now, hallelujah, glory to God. Begin to rejoice, begin to rejoice, begin to rejoice. Hallelujah, begin to rejoice. (laughs) Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, thank you Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, glory to God. I come against busyness of mind right now in the name of Jesus, busyness of mind right now in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, praise the Lord. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil and my cup runneth over, amen. Hallelujah. Can we sing Power in the Blood? Can we sing that? Did we sing that before? That first song? Praise the Lord. Let's celebrate as we close out this morning. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah, Hallelujah. Lord. Singing
1: all oh, precious is a flow that makes me white as snow No other found I know I am washed, I am washed, I am drenched in love
0: Able, you shouldn't. But if you find yourself here and you're not born again or you need to recommit your life to the Lord or you need the baptism of the Holy Spirit or maybe you need deliverance, healing in your body, there's going to be counselors are going to be up here at the end of service. They're going to be here to help you with any need you might have. We don't want you walking out Without your need, man. Amen. God has got it. Whatever you need. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I told you that the devil hates noise. Did I not tell you that? Yeah. Now, he likes his noise and we're all well acquainted with his noise. I used to listen to it a lot. But he absolutely hates the praises of God coming off the lips of the redeemed. So, let's agitate him a little bit more this morning as we leave and begin to give a shout of praise. Under God this morning. Can we do that? Yes. Hallelujah! Glory to God! Hallelujah, Lord!
1: Glory to God! Thank you, God. Glory to God!
0: that may have moved him to sand springs let's let's take him all the way and let's do it again ready glory that say that God can never be satisfied. You know, when we shouted the first time, I just, I heard in my spirit, it said, uh, you know, that that there was more to be done. And uh, we shouted again, and I just feel this, it's it's sufficient, amen? Amen? Hallelujah. See? Amen? God can be satisfied. Amen. He can be satisfied with your obedience. Amen. Glory to God. Well, there's going to be great testimonies come from this service right now. There's going to be great testimonies. So listen, that we come together next week. We're going to come together with the same attitude. We're going to come together out of the holy place. And we're not going to be divided. And we're going to come and make noise. Amen. And the glory is going to fill the house. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You're dismissed in Jesus' name.